Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Gibberish, or do you really know what you're talking about? This is a story that I don't remember in the slightest. You had to tell me that you know Cassandra appeared yeah. in this, but as soon as I started watching it, it's like I remember this bit, I remember oh, that really? bit. So you had seen it? I had seen it, and oh, it came back to me as a scene happened. Yeah. Unfortunately, all the worst ones as they happened, it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this bit. Um, so yeah, I have seen it, but I've, I've I've relegated it somewhere to the very recesses of my mind for the last fifteen years, sixteen it was, years. Yeah, it, it's one of those stories that does seem to get forgotten. Um, it, it, I don't think it's ever on anyone's list of this is the best story ever, and I don't think it's on anyone's list of this is the worst story ever. It just seemed to be one of those middle of the road not really going to offend anyone not really going to do anything yeah very forgettable i think is you're probably right yeah and just like last time you were saying about you know um nothing much happens in it and yeah, yeah you could write the plot of this on a on one side of a postcard easy yeah this you? this this is um style over substance um and i it's weird as well because this is the this is David Tennant's second story, his first proper episode, because he, he first appeared in The Christmas Invasion. Um, and last week's one was, after the pilot rose, was uh, Eccleston's first episode. Mm. And I, I think they both have the same job to do, which last week's didn't do the job for me, because you said this was meant to be there pushing the boat out Yes. Look how great it all looks. We've got a budget now. And I didn't think that worked because I still thought it looked awfully cheap. And this one, I think, is the same thing, Anna, is them going, look at look at what this looks like now. This is, And I think it sort of works on this one because the even though when you break it apart, it's like most of it takes place in a like the hospital basement that is just like could be anything, a church hall yep. basement. Yep. Um, the actual... The, the world building seems much better than than last last week's one um, and I, I sort of enjoy this episode I don't I, I like I think this is one of the one of the few where for me the comedy bits do work oh that's that, interesting yeah, that you say that yeah I I really like Billy Piper in this one to the point where I'd have rather she played Rose as Cassandra playing Rose. <laughs> for the whole time because I it you almost feel they gave this episode to her as like okay we you're a good actress your rose is nothing for you it's doing nothing for you here's a bit of stretching yourself and I think she outacts David Tennant in this one hmm okay um, yeah um I remember the first time I watched this I was very unsure about David Tennant 
because um, the only other thing I'd seen him in, so I never saw Casanova, I never watched it. Uh, the only other thing I'd seen him in was the live Quatermass um, right. story, which was awful. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm a big Quatermass fan, but it was god awful. Um, there's a reason you don't do live drama anymore. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, so I'd seen him in that and thought, ooh, I'm not, I'm not sure about this guy. Um, and this didn't really cement it because this, again, you've got the best and worst of Tennant in this story, haven't you? You've got a couple of scenes where he's he's angry and it's like, okay. And then you've got some scenes where he's being wacky and whimsical. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let, 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 let's get into it because I'm interested yes. to... to, to um find out what bits you liked yeah because there's nothing that stood out to me at all in this story in fact an awful lot of it irritated me um i, I while i was watching it i actually thought that i thought oh eric's not gonna like this bit eric's not gonna like this bit i mean it's got um it's got cats in it it has got cats in so, it you know that's good cats that actually look better than the cats from that recent film version of cats yes yeah. yeah, yeah, they hold up well. They hold up they well. Do. I all, think all the aliens do, except for the comedy fat man. My God, it's like Russell T. Davis. Leave fat people alone. What's yes. wrong with you? <laughs> They're not comedy gold. No, no. Um, I, I thought maybe the cat kind should be our adversaries this week, because really, Cassandra's not the adversary, no, is she? She's, this, this is um, a bit like Lytton, isn't it? This is. Both characters appear in two stories. Both characters start off as you think of the big villain, and then it turns out actually they've got that they've got redeeming qualities and a backstory that's quite interesting. Um, yeah, I don't think she is the adversary in this. No, so perhaps, the... perhaps we because we've covered. We've covered Cassandra anyway. Yeah, we? and we voted on Cassandra, yeah. so I thought we'd do yeah. for the adversary today, we'll do cat yeah. kind. We'll do yeah. the cat nurses, all cat right? Cat nurses, yeah. Oh, my God, what the hell have you done? It wasn't me! One touch and you get every disease in the world, and I want that body safe, Cassandra. We've got to go down! Alright, well, it's been a while since I watched this, and I did make notes, and just before okay. you arrived, I was trying to reread my notes, and some of the things I've written, I don't know what I mean by them, so can you help okay. me out through this? I certainly try, yeah. We'll, we'll try and piece together what your frame of mind was. Alright, well... Because, yeah, we, uh, for various reasons that we didn't plan, for technical reasons, um, yeah, it's been, what, is it two weeks? It's Wait, two weeks since two our weeks. last recording, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going on I'm going on a lot of memory, because my notes, as you know, are never as detailed as yours. My first note, which I think I understand and holds true, is um, I don't see the appeal of Murray Gold's music. I think the incidental music in this is awful. Um, I don't like it. It's too... too kids programmy. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone gets a theme again, which yeah. you tend to sort of forget now, but like you get, oh, look, there's the Doctor's theme. Oh, there's the Doctor's theme again. Oh, look, it's the Doctor's theme again. Yeah. Um, and then my next note is, oh, dear, it's Mickey. Well, I've got, my, my, <laughs> my, my first line starts with O as well. Mine says, oh, for God's sake, Rose's mum and, and Mickey waving her off. Yeah. Oh, 
Can you think in Classic Who of any time where one of the companions would have their mum with them waving off? Joe Grant's mum no. waving her off, you know? Elizabeth. Very, yeah, very, very rarely in any sort of drama does the appearance of one of the main characters' mums add to it, does it? It's not, you know, you're, when you're watching Sherlock Holmes, you're not really thinking, oh, I wonder what Sherlock's mum was like. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't know. Other than the fact that that Russell T. Davis was very much uh, a kitchen sink drama wannabe, I think. Um, I don't, I don't see the appeal of f first episode. Okay, Rose's backstory, meet a mum. The fact that get it out of the way. Yeah, that almost every episode you go, there's a tie to a family or going back to a family. I really don't care about their family. I don't. And this is, was the problem I had with New Who when yeah. it first started. I don't want a bloody soap opera. Yeah. I want a bit of science fiction, you know? I, uh, if I watch a programme called Doctor Who, I want, to, I want it to be about Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh, Not her know, and her yeah. chavvy family. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the way they're saying goodbye to it, it's like she's going on a school trip. Yeah. It's yeah. so... I know that that's sort of what he was aiming at, but it so uh, normalises what's happening. That, yeah, this could the TARDIS has become a school coach. It has, school yeah. Bus. There's no, there's no sort of excitement or adventure or, you know, or even scariness or fear in travelling in a TARDIS. It's a, uh, uh, yeah, let's go off, on, let's go off on a great adventure, and I'll get you back for tea. Right? Yeah. It, it kills it all for me. I'm not, give, give me the unpredictable TARDIS where, you're you're stuck. Can you imagine if like um, an unearthly child had been this version of who it'd be like doctor can you get us back yeah yeah we're back yeah <laughs> oh that's the end of the series oh. <sighs> all right next thing i've written is smugness abounds yes and then i've put five billion and 23 um and they're on new earth remember the view of the city and then in quotes traveling with you i love it and i remember distinctly 16 years ago my teeth grating at yes. this bit Totally. Well, we've we've gone from we've gone from a does he don't they romance thing with Christopher Eccleston where it was very much does he love Rose? Does he love her as a, a human being and like he would love a dog? To this is two people on a date. They yeah. even mention it, don't they? It's like, oh it's our first date. That's what was yeah. coming up next. Yeah, that was our first date when they're talking about the yeah. earth being uh, obliterated. Which is, which is terrible. And again, <clears throat> it just it, it highlights the the weirdness of of this alien creature that's several hundred years old wanting to date uh, a teenage chav. year old chav. Yes. <laughs> it's a bit strange. Um, but yeah, this this whole sequence. This is the bit where I thought, oh, Eric's teeth are no. going to be. He's gonna oh have to boy, go that to the were they? Were they? They um, were grinding. Yeah. They really were. Oh. Yeah, so we're five, 5 billion and 23. I've got that written down, but I don't know whether that's the year 5 billion and 23. I think it is. It's the 5 yeah. billion and 23, yes. And we're, on, we're, in, we're either on M87 or in the star cluster of M87 on New Earth. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yeah, we get a, a, a quite quite okay for the time CGI shot of the city. Yeah, I remember that um, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Definitely. it was in all the, the, the trailers, wasn't it, for this season? 
that's so they could have been showing off again hey look what we can do I think it's the money shot it's the um, trial of a time lord TARDIS space station shot isn't it spend your money on that and I I think it I say whereas um, the Eccleston one didn't work because you're looking at it and going this still looks cheap this this show looks like they've spent a bit of money on it and like I say until you break it apart it's well, very, very much a, a, a magician's trick, this one. Well, yeah, absolutely, because we're going to find out this is, you know, what they're doing on this thing. It's a, it's a galaxy-wide thing, but all we yeah. basically see after the big, you know, impressive vista of the city, and then when we find out what they're, they're all up to and what's happening, basically we're just, like, in a couple of hospital rooms. It's like something from only yeah. When I Laugh or something, you know? Yeah, we're we're yeah, reduced it. down to a very, very small-scale... <laughs> thing with very very few patients but apparently this thing they've got will cure everything in the whole galaxy yeah so so it's the doctor's been brought here because a message appeared on his psychic paper how did this that happen new, yeah this is a new function of this psychic paper so up till now it's been a plot device of saying um if you show it to someone it can psychically affect their mind to show them what they want to see but now it's a way for someone to communicate with the doctor over vast distances and time. But what, what gets me is the message on it was, what was it, Ward 83, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say what hospital, what planet, when. How, how does the doctor navigate it here? Um, unless, unless there was a lot more pages to the psychic paper and he just showed the last bit or something. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a MacGuffin to get him here. So someone's called him here to this hospital, um, and it's a big mystery. Except it's not a mystery at all. It's it's another Russell T Davis uh, cop out. I mean, people say about J J Abrams and his mystery boxes that he never answered. This is this is just to me shocking writing. It's like the amount of complaints about. Chris Chibnall's last episode where he doesn't answer anything. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It's not new, is it? It's not new. No. Um, when Tennant's not being smug, he does come across as quite likeable in this, I think. he. I just wish he had cut the smugness and the the uh, sort of whimsy. Yeah, but unfortunately things. we get a lot of it, though, oh, we don't do, we? unfortunately, yeah. Um, and then we meet our, our what are now our adversaries for, adversaries for this episode, the Sisters of Plenitude. Yes. Who are, are adult-sized cats dressed as nurses, which is probably someone's fantasy somewhere, I would think. Um, there's probably websites for those people. Um, but the, the cat masks are great. I think they they hold really up work. very yeah. well. Uh, yes. The actual logic, I mean, I had to look into it because it's like, oh, hang on, these appear later on, these cat yes. kind, yeah. don't they? Uh, it's the one with old, um, uh, from Father Ted, the Irish yeah, Father, guy. Father Dougal, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to look that up, but but that's okay because that's still a, te- uh, a Tenth Doctor, isn't it, uh, uh, story. Yes. Yeah. It's one with Martha, yeah. Yeah, I think it was, a, it was again, trying to do a bit of... Of universe building in it, and also once you pay for the masks, you might as well use them again, sort of thing. Um, I don't really understand why they're cats. Um, well, I've, I I have their information here because oh, c- c- I looked into it, and uh, they were a species of humanoid felines that originated on the planet New Savannah, but soon spread across the New Earth Empire, right? 
It says cat kind had some similarity to the non-humanoid cats of Earth, although they were closer to the size of a human. They had fur in a variety of lengths and colours, including brown, black and tabby stripes. They also had retractable claws, which they could use for defence. Cat kind re reproduced in their teenage years and often had litters of several kittens. They could also reproduce with humans. The offspring would look just like kittens of conventional Earth house cats, though capable of speech. Right. Uh, the, the trouble with <coughs> the trouble with basing uh, an, uh, an alien species so closely on uh, a terrestrial species, I mean, it's it's, it's good because it's recognisable and you know it, it works. But then it throws up questions like, I'm now thinking, do they wash their own asses by licking them? Well, I was thinking more, do they have a giant cat tray, litter tray? Oh, that, oh, that would have been... Do you know what? That's why they don't put me in charge of these things. I would have had a scene where the doctor sees... A he needs toilet. to go to the toilet and it's yeah, just a load of litter trays. And it's a litter tray. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would have been quite good, ones. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been funny. Um, yeah, because cats are not... I mean, I, you know me, I love cats. I've got a cat on my lap at the moment. I, she's lovely. But they're not the most... Uh, they're not... When you think of sympathetic helpers, <laughs> cats no. generally don't spring to mind, do they, as no, nurses? No, no. Um, um, I mean, we don't see their legs, th no, the, true, th yeah. these cat kinds. So we don't know whether their uh, legs, you know, their back legs, you know, the back leg of a cat, the knees yeah. face backwards. So I don't know if their legs are working like that. Do they have tails? Well, I, we my, don't see with tails, do we? I don't, no, I don't, don't think so. My, my, my question more was, um, you know, presumably if they are proper cats, then they should have, each one of those cat nurses should have like, you know, three bras on and not yes, two. True. They should have multi-layered bras, shouldn't they? Yes, I, you would think so, yes. Um, six nipples, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. See, it, this, it brings up a lot of questions, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think we should uh, yeah, let's just move, should we move, on? move on. Let, yeah, let's move on to that comedy gold, a fat man. Uh, yeah, well, before the uh, comedy gold of the fat man, we've got the comedy gold of the disinfecting in the shower. Scene. Oh God, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, um, I wonder what, because from a from a um, from a point of view of of disinfecting someone, dousing them in disinfectant like that wouldn't be very, very useful, would it? Because it's not going to soak right through. If they're wearing a hat, you know, it it doesn't seem a very good way. So, so I got a feel this is just put in a to have a bit of a joke, and b because someone possibly wanted to see David Tennant in a wet outfit, or maybe Billy. Given the nature of the production team at this point, yeah, yeah more, it could be, but I think it's, it's more, more David. David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, it, it, it's a it's a silly scene, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. And we've seen in almost every other Doctor Who, whenever there's a disinfectant scene, it's always light and like you know in uh, Ark in Space and things like that. Mm. Um, because, and I don't know whether that's just because water was a big no-no on a television set back then, but now, douse people all you want. Yeah, yeah, no, that's rubbish. And yeah, the comedy fat man yes, scenes, the, to the, totally irrelevant. This, is, this isn't necessary at all. Well, the, the only thing this does is the doctor realises he's got an incurable disease and then he's cured of it. Oh, I suppose, but yes. That, but plot-wise, that's all it does, other than 
um, it makes a few jokes about him being the Duke of Manhattan. And the trouble is, as soon as they, they mention like the Duke of New York, I, I think of uh, Escape from New York. Yes. I would much rather seen Isaac Hayes sat there. <laughs> that would have been brilliant. With his um, chandelier on his car. Yeah. He arrives yeah. like that, yeah. Um, but this guy, he's turning into stone or something. Um, and the doctor recognises it, that it's, it's some disease that cannot be cured. Um, and that's a plot point for later on. Yes, but before we get to that plot point, we have Billy seeing footage of the real Cassandra yes. before all of her 780 yeah, so, operations. So, weirdly, they've got to take separate lifts to get to this floor because they've got to have a shower in it, which seems strange. Um, and the and Cassandra, she, I'd forgotten about Chip, the comedy sidekick. I don't like Chip. Um, I don't think he's a particularly good actor, whoever he is. Um, so that she's recognised that uh, a human being is on the planet, which can't happen because she's the last human, and then recognises that it's Rose. Um, so she diverts the lift down to her basement. I'm not sure what she's doing in the basement, but she's down in the basement uh, with Chip, her sidekick. And, yeah, so Rose comes out, and for some reason, um, cine film is still a thing <laughs> in the year 23 billion. Um, cine film is, is pretty much breaking down now. Yes, so I'm not. It's, perhaps this is space cine film. Yeah. You know. But we have Cassandra there as well, and <laughs> yes. you know, it seems that her brain survived and yes. the eyes. Right. But where where was, was the brain? brain? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> we we said last week before watching this, didn't we? Um, that would have been better if she'd have been like a brain in a jar being worried yes. about. And then this week suddenly, yes, she has got a brain. I'm presuming. It was either kept somewhere else or was hidden because it definitely wasn't in that stand. I don't think was it that nope. she was on. Well, we had um, doubts about whether her eyes could work yeah, or not, yeah. whether they were so, actually in there. Yeah, so her brain survived, and Rose says to her, you, "I I saw you explode. Your skin was gone." And she goes, "That was that was my front skin, and this is my back skin." And you get a joke about talking yeah. out of her ass. Yeah, talking out of yeah. your ask not, she says. Yes. Oh, Russell T. I, yeah. I, I, um, I quite like. Uh, um, oh, who's the actress that plays Cassandra? I keep forgetting her name. Is it? Uh, is it I Zoe? Get, I get, Zoe, that's Zoe Wanamaker. I get Zoe Wanamaker with, um, with another actress. Zoe Wanamaker. I, 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 I quite like it. She does. She's got a good line in. Um, in doing comedy stuff and uh, so I, I don't mind her in this I think she works better in this than she did in as the villain um, but she's got a plan she's got this mysterious machine that means she can uh, that, that's banned or something the doctor says later that she can uh, swap she can put her her personality I don't know whether I mean, I'm presuming it's her soul or something her personality into Rose's body um, which she does, and I really like these bits. I think, I think uh, Billy Piper does a great job as Cassandra Stroke Rose. See, I totally and utterly you, disagree. Yeah. I, my my teeth were grinding again. Really, um, I, just I just found it, it yeah. awful. This humour, I I, I yeah. didn't find it funny. I totally so I, I, disagree. I, yeah. and sorry. Well, I mean, you know, we we bound to disagree sooner or later. Um, but no, I I really enjoy. It. I think it's I. 
I think it's funny, and I think it's 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 on the nose criticism of everything I find wrong with Rose, the character. And I, I quite like the, uh, oh my God, I'm a child. Ah, that um, is a line yeah. I take exception to, you see, because we said last time, you know, that it's five billion years in the future, and when Cassandra said, when I was a little boy, it's most probably because they don't understand the language of the olden yes, days, and yeah. that's why an yeah, iPod you is... Know what a chav was. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if you're confusing an iPod with a jukebox, but you still know what a chav is, yeah. you know? I suppose you, you could retcon it a little bit. It might not work where you say that Cassandra's got access to Rose's memories and stuff and her thoughts and, and her, her vocabulary. Brain, and that she knows she's a chav deep down. But the trouble is, she then doesn't. She's saying things wrong to the doctor, so that can't really be the case. Um, I also quite like the. Um, the I'm a cockney. Oh, I hated that as well. Her attempt at a cockney accent. Oh, it's oh no. This is this is this is why I, I like the boys in blue, and you. Don't, <laughs> we found our we found our difference. There it is in a nutshell. Yes, yeah. My big question about this. I mean, later on she's swapping bodies like mad. Yes. But where did the skin go? Can't she just go back into the skin? Uh, well, they say that her brain has died, don't they? When she first swaps into Rose, oh, oh, Chip that... says, oh, the brain's finally died. So I'm presuming oh, so, there's oh, nothing right. left. Oh, so she can't go back. All no. right. Okay. Um, we do get a lot of, a lot of, um, again, sort of modern references. So like Rose says about what about Gollum and things like that, um, which haven't aged well even in this time, so in 23,000, 23 million years, yeah, it's not going to work too well. Mm. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, the... What's that? I, I put a note here saying Chip is annoying. I think that's just in general. Yeah, no, you know, he's yeah. not good. Um, I've put the doctors amazed that all the terminal patients are being cured quickly. Yeah. Well, they... the fir first off, we um, he finds the face of Bo, doesn't he? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. So, and, and they so say he's dying. Yeah. Yeah, the face of Bo is dead. This is before the whole um, that is Captain Jack, mm. uh, you know, which was a throwaway joke, but has become a millstone round fandom's neck, I think. Do you think Russell T, when he comes back, is going to conclude the story of Captain um, Jack turning into the face of Bo? Possibly. It would be a way of having Captain Jack in the story, I suppose. You could perhaps do flashbacks and that. I, I just think it was a... It was a throwaway joke um, that people, again, take far too seriously, isn't it? It's, I think that would be a good way of getting John Barrowman back on the show, because if it's, yeah. it's just his head in a jar, there's less chance of him doing anything dodgy on set. Yeah, you know? yeah if, he's only, if he's one big giant head, yeah. I suppose it depends what head. What head it is. <laughs> um, but they do mention that he's the last of Bo kind, mm. and that he's got kids. So I'm presuming... The face of Bo at this point is a species. I guess. Yeah, it's not. Uh, he's not just a mutated, big-headed John Barrowman. Or they've just completely erased that bit and, yeah, they, and they might, uh, rewritten but it. Yeah, he's he's dying of extreme uh, boredom. <laughs> it turns <laughs> out he's just like, oh, I've given up. Um, but he's got a, a super important message for the Doctor. Um, this is a very Douglas Adamsy thing of like God's last message to mankind thing. Um, which we, I'm sure, I'm sure they wouldn't not 
tell us what it is and they wouldn't leave it all open at the end. So I'm sure we'll find out later on what this message is. Of course we will. Yeah. Course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sit tight. We'll get that. Yeah. Um, I, I've got Billy Snogs the Doctor. Yes. You okay you know, with that? Um, I'm okay because it's... It's not it Rose. It fits the scene, yeah. It's Cassandra doing it. And, you know, she's not been in the body. I'm okay, I'm okay with the, the Rose and Cassandra stuff. I... I I also am okay with David Tennant's. I'll allow him that one moment of where he, he's just looking shocked and then he goes, oh, still got it. I, I think that's all right. I think that fits. That doesn't go over my uh, sort of whimsy meter. Or oh, my whimsy meter is, <laughs> is, is, it, is, is set lower than you. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I didn't like it. No, it's... Um, it. it I can I can see and and again I think that was probably put in so they got something for the trailer. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was on all the trailers. Um, but yeah, the um, the the uh, exposition cat turns up and and tells the doctor everything he needs to know. They don't nothing's nothing in this one is really paced as drama, is it? It's people turn up and tell the doctor something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even the sort of the um, the solution to this episode is uh, is handed on a plate. But yeah, this this uh, nurse sister, whatever I've forgotten her name. Um, she's a sympathetic cat. <laughs> um, it's a contradiction in terms. Probably. Yes. Um, and she's so the doctor asks her, and she just immediately spouts out everything about everything. Yep. It's like wow, um, they they don't have GDPR in in the twenty three million. On this new planet, so she tells the she tells the doctor all about face of Bo and what's wrong with him. Patient confidentiality, be damned. Uh, and then the doctor realizes that they've actually cured um, this incurable disease, and and she says that yeah, this this hospital has cured everything, every known disease to mankind, um, which is just a weird thing. <laughs> Because obviously in this uh, in this world in this universe, um, viruses that don't mutate, do they? No, not it's at all. It's set; you can cure it, and there you go. I and we don't true in real life. No, and we don't know the mechanics of how this works no. because we've got all these people in these green capsules who have been born specifically yeah. been bred with every disease known. Yes, yeah. So they they're breeding what they say is just flesh. Um, and it, this is exactly sort of the same storyline as you remember the gangers that turn up mm -hmm. later on the the almost people, and it it's the same sort of idea. So they've bred. I don't know if it's, is this meant to be a comment on because at the time they'd just started like doing laboratory meat, haven't they? For yes, for stuff. So I don't know whether it's some sort of ha hack comment on it, or is it a comment on? Um, on animal testing, I'm not sure. It's a bit, it's a bit obscure. But they've they've bred these human, what they say have no brains. These human creatures, they exist. They're force grown. They exist in these tanks. They're never out of the tanks. Um, but later on, we find out they can speak. They've got nice haircuts. They're all shaven. They know how they, to walk. They recognise. They know how to walk. They know how to use doors, which is just very strange. Doesn't work. Um, and they've been, I don't quite know how this works, they've been, because they've got all these people they can test on, it means they've cured the diseases, 
But I don't think that's sort of how curing diseases works, no. does it? And I don't understand these these poor sods that have been born with every disease. How are they still each alive? If each one of them has got every yeah. disease inside them, they should all be dead. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely sure how it works, other than we want some zombie seeds. Yeah, they're plague carriers, basically, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, but for some reason, even though later on we, we work out they can talk, they're intelligent, they're basically normal humans for some reason before they start speaking they're acting like zombies aren't they they're mm. and wandering about and trying to touch people and it turns out they're trying to touch people because they're lonely mm -hmm. um it's a bit strange i do love as well the the brilliant the brilliant um cost saving measure of we can't afford more than two cat masks so put put a face flannel over <laughs> the other people yeah and it's like, oh, okay. That's not so, bad, though. That's quite inventive. I think it's quite inventive, yeah. It's like, well well done, mate, you know. Yeah. It, it works for me, I'll do it. Um, and then we get, uh, I think, possibly the very first David Tennant being up his own ass and angry at people. Mm -hmm. um, and it it goes a bit over the top because you think you're a bit, you're a bit judgmental, aren't you? Hmm. You know, because uh, he objects to the fact that they've um, experimented on these air quotes people, um, but not not for any real. Because at that point, he doesn't know that they're people, and if you went by what the cat said, they're not people; they're just flesh, mm. no brain or anything. I don't quite know what he's objecting to there, or perhaps I'm just immoral. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I, don't I don't know, know anymore. I don't know. I've now written, and I don't know what I mean by this, Doctor's Knocked Out by, what was it, and how did she get it? What is that? Uh, doctor's Knocked Out by. Doctor's Knocked Out by, what was it, and how did she get it? Doctor's Locked in a Capsule. I don't know what that means. Oh, doesn't Cassandra... Oh, Cassandra has some sort of knockout... No, the, the cat nurses have some sort of knockout spray, or Cassandra did... And blew it into his face. Oh, is that that must yeah. be what I'm talking about? Yeah. All right. How was it? Rose had it. It was it was what she had put in a, a bra, and said it was perfume. And she sprays it in his face, and he he gets knocked out. And oh, so she knocked, right. He then wakes up, and he's in one of the uh, the medical. Um, That's right. Units. And meanwhile, which are Chip... surprising, surprisingly um, dirty and and boiler roomish. Yes. The medical pods. Yeah, and presumably each one of them has never been opened before. No. Why they would never you make it openable? Yeah. Why would you want? It's like it's like um, King Kong in it. Why do you build a gate in a, a wall that you're never going to open? open. The monkey. To well, go I guess they've got to open them to feed them. I mean, somebody's got to feed these poor sods. I'm presuming it would be intravenous. I, I can't. Can you imagine? So, do you think they sort of open it and offer them a chip butty or something <laughs> and stand there? And go, Come on. No, they must be like the pods in the Matrix. Yeah, you know, those like so, pods full of goo. Yeah, yeah. But Chip wakes them up, doesn't he? They're all like plague yes. zombies that he wakes up. One touch and you get every disease in the world. I don't know yeah. how this works. If they touch themselves, they've got every disease in the world. Well, it's it's another one of those. Um, security systems where one press of a button absolutely destroys everything and opens everything uh, I wouldn't build a system like that to be honest but if they had just put door handles on each of them it would have solved this but yeah I don't understand so each one's presumably got a different disease so as they touched each other they would get 
the other disease. They're not yes. immune to the. And why are they immune to these diseases? Why aren't they? Because they touch people, and the people immediately, like, melt into puddles of goo. Why don't the plague carriers? Yeah. it's not that you're right. They're treating it as plague carriers, but they've not got the plague. But they've they can got, transmit yeah. the plague. Because if they had the plague, they would have been dead already before yeah. they even come out the capsule. So they have every disease; they just <laughs> cut, don't die from it. No, it's very strange. And when they, because they touch, they touch one of the cat nurses, um, and it's terrible CGI. Was that ever good? It looks awful. I think when it looked dies. awful then. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah, could be. Uh, and then we get about a ten-minute sequence of Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. Especially with the uh, the elevator, it's very much like the end of Dawn of the Dead, mm. uh, when Stephen's in the elevator. Um, and then, but weirdly as well, all the diseases in the world can be spread by touch. Mm. Which, there's some diseases can't be spread by touch. You know, blood diseases, things like that. Yep. You, just, you know, oh, it's very silly. Very, um, very juvenile. It, that's a good word. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we go into more juvenility now because the doctor wants Cassandra out oh, of Rose. Yeah. So she goes into the doctor. And I've written dear, oh dear for that this moment. This doesn't work. So I, I know we, we disagree on it, but I think, I think Billy Piper did a good job in convincing us that she was Cassandra. And then it, she goes into David Tennant. And David Tennant immediately goes into this camping it up mode. He turns into Charles Hawtrey or Kenneth Williams, yes, yeah, basically. Or, or even John Inman. Um, oh, I yeah. don't know. I don't know why he equates, because what he's doing with his voice, we've never heard Cassandra do. No. You know, she she doesn't speak like, uh, you know, um, Kenneth Williams, but he does. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, I I. I generally enjoy David Tennant's in stuff, but this is embarrassing. This is this is camp old nonsense. It is all um, this lift bit. Yeah. Um, just it, oh, it's like all the swapping bodies bit, and all like that. When Cassandra goes into one of the plague zombies, I've just put bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand as well because they make a big. The Doctor makes a big thing that this this machine that allows you to transfer into another body is. Is banned every every civilization banned it? It's it, you need this machine to do it. But then suddenly Cassandra can body swap at will. Yes. Um, yeah. Where's the machine? Yeah. It, She's up a lift shaft for God's sake. Yeah. That could be a carry on film, couldn't it? Carry oh, yeah. on up the lift shaft. Um, we spend an, a, a horrible amount of time in these lift shafts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's terrible. But yeah, so that they they escape, and then the doctor. The doctor comes up with this plan um, that if he he gets them to give him every every cure, I don't know why a why this would work and b why no one else thinks of it. But the, the hospital's been locked down; they won't let anyone out. So the doctor's got to cure everyone. So he just mixes in a big bowl all of the cures, which are all liquid. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all the same liquid. They're all coloured liquids. He mixes them all together and puts it into the lift sprayer, the lift shower, which weirdly 
is an open unit because mm-hmm. he goes to the top of the lift and it's like a bowl. Yes. It's like, well, that's not that's meant to be decontaminant. That's not very. Um, oh, I thought it was safe. one of the cat's uh, water bowls. Oh, it could be actually. Oh, perhaps I misjudged it. Yeah, it's actually the cat, the cat's water bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then weirdly, all the diseases in the known world can be cured topically by having a liquid touch your skin. Yes. Which is every is, one of them. I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, and once they're cured, because he, he calls a few, like about five of them into the lift and douses them. Once you're cured, if you then touch someone else, that cures them. I, do you know what? I'm, I'm sort of, I'm getting the inkling that Russell T. Davis isn't a doctor. <laughs> I'm not sure he has got a medical degree, you know. So, so off they go, these like yes. five, to then yeah. go and touch every, every one of those hundreds person, of thousands yeah. that we saw down that shaft. Yeah. And, um, and to show how compassionate he is, the doctor, uh, he gets one of the, the, the women, who's got, you know, nicely coffered hair from living in a... Thing, a, a <laughs> yeah, who's been doing her hair? Yeah, I don't know. And um, cuddles her, because all, all they're craving is a bit of love and attention. Aren't we all, yeah. I suppose? Um, and realistically, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, well, we, well we get every a little code at the end. Yeah, everything you've just said there, yeah. I've summed up in the line some bollocks in the lifts. Yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Um, and w- what we haven't described is like, is the doctor has to slide down the lift shaft with Rose, and it's the worst oh. blue screen of work. I mean, it would, it would shame a Pertwee. You, you don't believe for one second that this is really yeah. happening, do you? No, not not at all. Um, and then um, the doctor says that Cassandra's got to leave Rose's body, and there's nowhere for her to go. Uh, but then she realizes chips there. Yes. Which she's never thought of before. They can grow bodies in this world, but she's never thought I'll do that. No, but she does. She does. So she goes into Chip because the doctor doesn't think she should, but Chip volunteers for it because he's been bred to be subservient. So she goes into his body, but oh, oh, we've she's forgot to mention isn't it, that they're that they're very weak and they don't last long. Oh, she's dying. Yes. Um, out of nowhere, she's just dying, rolling about the floor, and then bizarrely, the doctor thinks it's a good idea to take this dying alien clone with a woman's brain print in it back to meet the woman when she was a woman. Yep. Have him die in front of her. And then leave the body there, the body of an alien species. Yes, and then they um, just go off. Just go off. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving. Going to clear it up? No, no, no. I mean, talk about contaminating the time stream. I mean, I'm presuming someone will go. That doesn't look like a human body. Let's do an autopsy. It's such a such a pointless add-on. What uh, I, think I it's found just to get a bit of um, a bit of pathos into the yeah. character, isn't it? Yeah, but what I thought would, would would be interesting, but obviously it, it can't happen because Chip's dying and Chip's body's dying and brain's dying, would be if Cassandra moved from Chip into the young Cassandra, because then that becomes a real time paradox, yeah. doesn't it? That, that that the young Cassandra knows what her ultimate fate's going to be and has to go through all the operations and already knows what's going to happen in the two st- stories we've discussed. And then yeah. eventually she'll go back to the young one and, and the loop will start again. That's quite interesting. Yeah, the, 
you're expecting something like that, aren't you? That, that yeah, her, her brain goes into young Cassandra and shows her the error of her ways and she becomes a better person. I imagine that's probably what it was going to be and then someone pointed out well, that creates a time paradox. No, I, I, li- I like the fact that she goes into the young Cassandra no, and, and then no. has to just go through the motions because she remembers yeah. all this, so she has to do it. But that, and that's the paradox. Well, where did that first yeah. one come from, yeah. you know? And you could have made that quite interesting by the reason she ends up a villain is because the doctors forced her... Yeah. To, to live with this, with the knowledge of what's going to happen. Yeah, you could have done something interesting, but nah, they just drop her off at a party and. It, it's terrible. Chip stroke Sandra just dies on the floor, and the yeah. Doctor and Rose go away. Not not off for chips this time, no. thankfully. No, they they just go. Yeah, what, what can we do? <laughs> yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, she's dead. Very very strange ending. Um, mm. And it's it, the next story after this. That's the Charles Dickens one. But oh no! That no, that that, that, that was Thingy Jig, wasn't it? One, oh, yeah. sorry. No, the next one after that was yeah. The last story it was into Charles, and then yeah, this one is the werewolf one yeah. next. Yeah. So weirdly, yeah, we've done these two stories, and we they're both followed by episodes that we did early on. Yeah, and both stories are set in yeah. Victorian England yeah, that's as nice. well. Almost, almost as if I want. Actually, that's. A, I wonder if anyone's ever looked at the different seasons, and is is there a pattern? Mm. You know, like in early Hartnell times. I wonder if there is whether mm. whether Russell T Davis had a, a, a wall planner and he just couldn't be asked to change it. <laughs> each year. I think maybe that's the, uh, yeah. the, the, the the truer one. Um, behind the scenes, uh, uh, David Tennant says that Billy Piper wore a wonder bra, and and had a slightly different shade of lipstick for all the scenes where yeah, she's right. yeah. uh, pretending to be Cassandra. It does explain why she suddenly got a massive cleavage. Yes. Yeah, there's a couple of down blousy, blousy yeah, moments is, yes. there this, this time. If I wasn't expecting a, them. Yeah, if you're a Billy Piper fan, you'll enjoy this episode. Yes, yes, yeah. You'll be using the pause button quite a bit. Uh, Russell T. Davis said that in the original script, the face of Bo was going to die in this story because, of course, yeah. back then it, it wasn't Captain Jack. No. Um, and well, we, we forgot to mention that as well. Yeah, so... The doctor, right at the end, the doctor goes to Bo and says, what's your important message? And he goes, I'm feeling better now, so I'm not going to tell you. See ya! Yeah, we'll meet one more time and I'll tell you then. Bollocks. Yes. (laughs) Um, Also, in the original script, uh, the face of Bo was going to tell the doctor, you are not alone. Oh, right, Yana. Oh, God, yeah, that was the big thing this season, wasn't it? Professor Yana. Yeah, yeah, so it was saved over for that. That was, I think that's one that does work. That did catch me out by surprise, that one. Again, it's a stupid mystery, but at least it was like, ooh, yep. that actually worked. That had a payoff then. Yep. Uh, the voice Billy Piper does for Cassandra yep. is her natural accent. So that's just yep. Billy Piper talking, apart from when she did. Can you imagine if her natural accent was the fake Cockney? God, yeah. I'm going up the apples and pears. Oh. Um... Russell T. Davis said, uh, I promised Billy Piper an episode in which she'd be funny. So episode one of the new oh, series is very much based around comedy for Billy. Yeah. I think she does a good job. I, I'll stand by that. Hmm. And he also says, Cassandra's earlier self bases Chip on the man who had praised her beauty at the party, Chip himself. Where the pattern oh. for Chip comes from in the first instance is thus unclear, creating a ontological paradox. There's your paradox then, yeah. Mm. 
All right. I didn't, I didn't bother saying that in the programme. No. And the last snippet I've got is Billy Piper didn't know that she was going to be hit with the water in the lift. Oh, right, yeah. Yes. I, I find that hard never, to believe. Yeah, I find that very hard to believe. It's like the alien story. Yeah. Where they didn't know there was going to be blood. Yeah, I find that. Perhaps she didn't know that it was going to be quite... You know, that amount, yeah, yeah, maybe that's what they did just to get a bigger yeah. reaction out of her. Yeah, could be. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk Kitty, shall we? Catkins. Catkins. What do you think of the look of the Catkins? Uh, I really like them. I think. It's, well, you're uh, a cat fan. You're not going to say fan, I hated yeah. it, are you? Oh, I didn't like it. Big pussy. Um, I I really liked it. I think it it works. It's really well done. Um, I think the the practical makeup effects uh, in this period of Doctor Who is is probably the best it ever got. Mm -hmm. it, it did go downhill. I, I presume it's someone left. But yeah, it's great latex work. It's great fur because fur is really difficult to do. I mean, look at the um, the cat people in Survival to see how not to yeah. do a cat person. And we were saying just before recording the latest yeah. dog person on <laughs> yeah. on Doctor Who. Mm. Yeah, I mean this this mask is so much better made and better, uh, uh, more mobile and shows the actor's face than Cavanista in the latest one. Um, and it's what 15, 16 years ago. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I I I really like the look. Um, there was an action man of this, wasn't there? I seem to remember. It's the one I, I think it's the only twelve inch figure I didn't get. Oh, for right. some reason. Yeah, I think it was a late issue and you call yourself a cat lover i know i should track it down there i just think you don't want maggie to get jealous so you can't have That's too true, much yeah. plastic cat in your house so when you've got the real thing because hmm. then we could um we could look up its cassock and uh, see what's <laughs> like if and watch to figure, find out when yeah. it, where, when toilet time yes, arrives yeah. what they do that'd be great if with the figure you got a little accessory of a dirt train <laughs> Or a little catnip ball, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there should have been a scene where they're hacking up fur balls. Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. Fur ball. Or suddenly they get distracted because a ball with a little bell yeah. in it rolls <gasps> along the floor. Oh, you know? I thought it was brilliant. Right at the end, <laughs> the zombies get in because the cat oh, yeah. holding the door shut is distracted by some tinsel. Right. But you just reminded me before we get into our tallies. Yes. What was the consequence for the catkin in this? Because they are the villains. Were they actually ever brought? to book for it were they ever punished for it um no i don't think so i mean they, the police take them off at the end don't they the the the, the weirdly uh 1970s new york coppers mm. police officers take them off at the end so i don't know was it just this one one cat was a particularly naughty cat um, I I think the doctor should have just hit, hit it on the nose with a rolled up newspaper or sprayed it with a water bottle. <laughs> that would have seen it off. That's your punishment, yeah. 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 All right, uh, okay, tally then. Uh, design wise, what do you rate out of 10 for the cat king? Um, I, I, I like the design. Like I said, I, I, I thought it was hilarious and clever that, that they couldn't afford more than two masks. Understandable, though, because they are good masks. Um, yeah, I think the design is really good. I like a, I like a six foot cat. <laughs> <laughs> on a t-shirt, um, please. On a t-shirt, yep. Uh, so I, I'm going to give them, oof, I'm turning between seven and eight. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with seven and a half between the two. Seven and a half. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, in a still, in a photo, they look good, don't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, but I, I just gave him a six. All right. Yeah. So that's well, six. You're not as much as a cat fan, are you? No, no. Six point seven five. All right. Would, you, would they got higher if they'd have been a six foot hamster? What? What six foot animal? Would I? If it was a shark. I, if it I was would, Jenny Agatha as a six foot cat in a nurse Caroline Munro. Caroline Munro, yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Sorry, my mind went then. <laughs> right, effectiveness of the catkin, not 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 the other two. Um, I I I really liked them. I mean, they don't really do a lot in this, but they do come across as okay villains. One of them gets a terrible death. Um, I'm going to stick with seven and a half for effectiveness. Oh, you're staying, and I'm staying yeah. with six. Yeah. All right. So uh, so that's easy then. So uh, that's six point seven five. As an adversary. Quite spare. That's now, are, are they going to have some sort of like litter tray outside a caravan for them? Oh yes, they are. They that they're sharing a caravan. Oh. Um. Oh blimey. It'd be funny if it was with a dog person. Or something. Um. The gum. That would be funny. Yes. No. 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 What we've got in this other, uh, the, the other people in this caravan, we have the Smilers from the oh, right, yeah. Matt Smith thing. Uh, Sill. Yeah. He, I think he would quite enjoy having a couple of cats. As he would be like Blofeld. Oh, he would be, yeah. you know, try and have them on his lap. Except he can't because he hasn't really got a lap. Um, it'd be better if if Sil was like the cat to a Blofeld, really, yeah. wouldn't it? Maybe that would be the thing. Maybe the catkin yeah. can be Blofeld with Sil on their lap, well, stroking him. You saying that? I, I'm amazed that's never been done. The um, juxtaposition where. The hero goes in, and the villain sat there with the cat on his lap, and the, the doctor starts talking to the villain, and the cat goes, "Oi, eyes down here." Yeah, down I'm here. In charge. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's the other way around. That would be good, actually. Yeah. That are you listening, work. Russell yeah. T? There's, yeah. there, there, there's an idea for the next uh, series. Yeah, and uh, one other person in that caravan, uh, Attack of the Cybermen, Litton. Oh, oh wow! And uh, we were sort of. Saying the, the similarities between Lytton's story arc and Cassandra's. So yeah, yeah. See, it all fits together. Like all coming poetry. together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, right, I think we can skip over the top ten bits. i Maggie. Yeah, you're talking about other cats. You yeah. don't like no, it. Not, no, you're my only cat. I wonder if I could get a little nurse's uniform. No, we're going to <laughs> Don't Google that. Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm guessing not in your top ten nor your bottom no, three. No, I think it's... I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this one much more than I did the last one. Um, it suffers from too much silliness for mm. its own good. But I think Doctor of this era did. It's all You forget how meh. silly a programme it is. Yeah, it's all meh um, for me. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it worked. It was incredibly popular, so... You know, perhaps Russell T. Davidson does know his stuff, but yeah, I, I've nothing against it, but it's not one I would go out of my way to watch. Mm, yeah. Um, Nicely that. said. All right. Uh, just before we go, we have a shout out. Cool. Knocking stuff down <laughs> off my show. I'm not. You're, you're my only cat. Bless him. If there's going to be a bit of a domestic starting, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll halt the conversation, all right? Okay, uh, no, before we go, we've got a bit of a shout-out. Oh, right, uh, good. Okay, like from, not from another cat. Not from another cat. Oh, well, he, he might yeah. look meow, like a cat, meow, I don't know. Meow, yeah. meow, meow, meow. Charlie says. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mark Jacobs looks like Charlie. Yeah, it's Mark Possibly, Jacobs yeah. again over on Neozaz. Hello, Mark. Thanks again for your comments and uh, a lengthy Always comment welcome, this yeah. time. Yeah, this is in response to uh, 
the great architect oh, episode we did. Oh, yeah. seems so long ago now. Yeah, this bit, uh, the first bit that he talks about, um, we can sympathise with you, Mark. He says, I had just started my first job in a factory when this was being shown on telly. I remember having the piss taken out of me the following day as I had let it slip that I was a Doctor Who fan. It was like millions of fans had to go underground or in hiding overnight thanks to this. Also, being young and wanting to get laid was never going to happen if you admit to liking Doctor Who at this time in the show's history. Thanks for nothing, JNT. Yeah, well, we can sympathise with I all that, can't we? I sympathise entirely with that. I, um, I was working for Radio Rentals when this season aired, and everyone knew I was a Doctor Who fan. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't pleasant going in the next day after these episodes. Did all the conversations stop and everything go quiet and yeah, everyone gave you pitying looks? Yep. No. <laughs> it, it, was, it was definitely a, a Wild West saloon moment when I walked in. Oh dear, oh dear, I feel your pain, both of you. Um, Mark uh, then goes on to say, um, anyway, fast forward to my exhibition years. The remains of the cleaning robot was in one of the store cupboards getting in everyone's way. There was one half of a side panel left, made from fibreglass, set on steel braces. It weighed a tonne, as usually totally over-engineered over and still looking crap. In the end, I asked my boss to get rid of it or put it in the skip. It wasn't worth taking up valuable exhibit wow. space. So As that's for where it ended up a skip. Yeah, it looks like it, and it looks like Mark was responsible for disposing yeah. of it. He cleaned up the cleaner. And then he says, as for the pool cleaner, that was also fiberglass with a few wires and battery pack to the eyes. I think it was pushed through the water on a gimbal, but can't be sure. As far as props are concerned, these were dull, 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 and very boring. Well, I agree with that as well, I agree, Mark. Yeah. I, I remember, um, I say that, we, I went to Longleat the year that these props arrived um, and saw them, yeah. Uh, they, they, they just seemed cheap. Mm. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, right. That's the end. That's the end. Yes. Uh, but I, I just like to say, you know, just before we go, if all is going according to plan, scheduling wise, this episode comes out on Boxing Day. Does it? Oh, happy Christmas. So happy Christmas, listener. If you're listening to this on Boxing Day or any time during the Christmas period, hope yes. hope you're having a good one. Hope you got got what you wanted and. Uh, all the best for New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, is it, when Doctor Who comes back? Yes, so they, um, when they listen to this, they will know better than us whether there's been another lockdown. Yeah. Um, they, you might be enforced at home Christmas. Has Christmas been yeah. cancelled? It has been, yeah, it might have been cancelled um, by uh, Uncle Scrooge uh, Boris. You never know. Um, but let us know, did you get any Doctor Who stuff yep. for Christmas? Anything good? Did you get um, Did you get the uh, 1965 Doctor Who annual? Because um, you can read my bits in there. If you did, if you were one of the lucky ones to get it before uh, Lulu jumped on the copyright of it, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's going to be worth a fortune. That annual. Uh, yeah, let us know what you got. Do you remember? Let's let's go into a little Christmas memoir for us. Do you remember getting Doctor Who stuff? Christmas, like the annuals and things. Yes. You always got the annual, didn't you? you yeah, got yeah, the yeah. You could always rely on at least one or two annuals yeah, every yeah. year. Yeah, I think I got the annual. Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I got a Dennis Fisher Cyberman at one point, one Christmas. With Complete um, with nose. Complete with nose. Um, no doctor, though. No? 
I wanted the Doctor, and I got Sideman. Now I'd be lucky because the Doctor's much more common than Sideman. Mm. But back then it's like, oh, it's not Tom Baker. Um, yeah, the annual you got. Um, you usually got a couple of targets in your stocking. Yes, yeah. Um, you always enjoyed that. Yeah, good, good old days. Good they old were days, good old days. So, yeah, and and yeah, as I say, I hope hopefully you're all having a good one. Yes, hope you're all listening to this, full of Christmas cheer and possibly drunk, because um, it's better than listen to this. It's better than get, having a game of Monopoly, isn't it? Well, Less arguing. Yes, yes, there is that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as I say, uh, this is out on um, Boxing Day. Yes. Um, the following week, we'll we'll be into uh, New Year, won't we? Yes. So really, Doctor... this one is the it, we should it should be litter boxing day. Shouldn't... Oh, very answer. good, very good. All right. So yeah, join us in a, a week's time. Uh, I've yes. got to announce who we're doing now because we're yes, it's, um, we're back to Matt Smith. Matt Smith. I was thinking it's Capaldi. No, it's Matt Smith. I no, you're doing Matt the next Smith. Capaldi. I'm doing Matt Smith, and uh, got a clue for you. Go on, go on. All right, see if you can get it. Can you get this, listener? Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. Would you believe it? We are branching out to do a Christmas special. Oh, this is the... This is oh, This is the one with the sentient tree things. Oh, listener, have you called? got it as Ian yeah. struggles to get it? I can't remember the name. It... Oh. It's, it's, I remember it being awful. You're going to have to tell me the name. I can't think of the well, name. Well, you are absolutely right. Yeah. Sentient tree. Well, they're Ents, basically. Yes, yeah. Aren't they? And they are called the Androzani trees. That was it, Androzani. Yes, I remember there was a connection that made no plot relevance. <laughs> uh, that was pure fan wank. That was it, Androzani trees. Yes. What was the um, Christmas special called? I think it's called the Doctor, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, that's something it, like that. That's it. And it's the 1950s bomber one. That's so the one. I, Isn't that the I, one with yeah. the comedian in it from yes. uh, Pointless? That's him. Yep. Yeah. Um, a pointless comedian. Correct. Uh, I remember it being the worst Christmas special ever. It'll be right. Interesting whether that that is improved. I know. I watched it. That's all yes. I can say. <laughs> I remember there's there's someone embarrassing playing. Is it Bill Bill Bay Bill Bailey in it? Is he one of the? Is he in it guards? as well? Oh, someone some some air quotes famous comedian is in it as well as as playing one of the guards on the planet, and he's really embarrassing in it. I can't remember who it is. Might be Bill Bailey. All right. Well, I thought we would go with this because I thought, That's, you know, yeah, technically it is still, yeah. when, the, when it comes out, technically it is still yeah. Christmas. The 12 days of Christmas are not up. So let's have our first Christmas special. Yes, you know? and it will definitely be Christmas for us, won't it? It will be, yes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we'll be recording it. What, what, what is the date next week? Uh, uh, 29th. No, it's not. It can't today? be. No, it's not 29th. It's, um, uh, it's the 21st. It will, yeah, yeah, it'll be four days before Christmas when we next record. So, yes, yes. Ideal for it, then. Yes. Ideal. I'll, I'll make sure I've got some tinsel around my microphone. Yes. Who, uh, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, uh, I'll polish me board ones. Yes, you go and give them a quick polish now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, folks. Yes, Merry Christmas, everybody. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in a week. Yes. Nice right. In the new year. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Right. Yeah. See you then, Ian. Thanks, Ann. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.